0: Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago.
1: Good morning. This is Catholic Chicago, WNDZ, 7.50 a.m. on your dial. Mark Treacy here sitting in for Father Greg Sackwitz. Father Greg had surgery last week on his hip, and I was shocked the next day. He had a cane and was walking into the rectory. He's feeling fine. He sends his regards to everybody, thanks everybody for the prayers and the special little gifts people are sending to help him in his recovery. So Shout out to Father Greg. I hope you're not listening. I hope you're resting, but um, we will keep you updated on Father Greg's progress. And great show this morning. We're going to be talking about Catholic schools today on WNDZ with Dr. Jim Rigg and some special guests throughout our program. Welcome Dr. Jim Rigg, who's superintendent of our Catholic schools. Welcome again to um, your regular visit here at Catholic Chicago.
2: Well, good morning, Mark. It's uh, I. This is still the social distance version of Catholic schools today, so I I regret that I can't. Doctor Jim, are you you. there? Well, I am. Are you there? Can you hear me?
1: Yeah, now I can hear you. I'm sorry.
2: Okay, great. So sorry about that. Yes. So uh, good morning. I'm sorry I can't be with you uh, in studio. We're still doing this in a socially distanced and uh, responsible way, Uh, but uh, hopefully sooner or later I'll be able to be with you and Father Greg again to co-host the uh, the radio show here.
1: That'd be great. That'd be great. So so as we're looking at, this, let's say, the past half year, we're in mid-year now, what would your report card be for Catholic schools? How are we doing?
2: Well, you know, this has been an incredibly complex year, yes. and obviously uh, the COVID pandemic has, uh, has represented some significant challenges for us in educating kids. But I've been so proud of what our Catholic schools have accomplished this year, We were able to open up for in-person instruction in August, and we've been able to maintain it since then. So now we're halfway through the school year, and through implementing an array of health and safety practices, we've been able to keep kids safe, keep employees safe, and maintain in-person instruction. I have such uh, respect and gratitude uh, for our, our educators, our teachers and principals, support staff members, as well as our families, uh, it's just been so heartening for me to see how everybody has understood and followed our health and safety practices, and we've been able to continue the essential process of in-person learning.
1: Wonderful. I always include the pastors uh, oh, yeah. in that phrase, because they have yeoman tasks during this time and with the schools, but with the parishes. And I see it at Holy Name Cathedral, uh, the energy, the energy that our priest put into all, all the levels of ministry in the parish. So what, as you look at this past half of, half a year, um, what, what, what'd you learn? What did you learn as superintendent?
2: Yeah, well, I, I've, I've learned a lot. You know, I think I could probably qualify for a medical degree now with everything (laughs) I've learned from our, our health departments and our independent team of, um, epidemiologists and others but uh, you know I I have learned that uh, our people are capable of so much you know I I had always had great respect for our our employees and our families Uh, but I you know frankly at the beginning of the year we put together this really robust set of health and safety procedures I mean page after page we had to rethink every major aspect of school operations from how we get kids into the building to how we keep them distanced as they're going through the hallways, to things like lunch and recess and physical education and, you know, the end of the school day and extracurriculars. And I said, my gosh, there's so much of this. And at that time, there was also so much we did not know about the pandemic. And I said, you know, are are we really going to be able to pull this off? And Mark, I'm an optimist, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm kind of a Pollyanna about Catholic schools, but even I said, you know, boy, I wonder how this is going to work and whether we're going to, you know, be able to stay open. And, um, you know, I think the, the, the archdiocese, the folks in our schools, exceeded my expectations, certainly. That's you know, great. We, uh, as, as I've said, uh, I think, on the show before, we, we have had COVID cases in our schools. There have been relatively few compared to the general infection rate. And to our knowledge, uh, very few, if any, were caused by person-to-person spread within our schools. That's great. So in virtually every case, uh, people were getting sick outside of school, and bringing it in, you know, uh, versus uh, folks getting sick from one another in our schools,
1: which shows that our health and safety practices are working. Exactly. Now, what do you see for this second half of the year? You know, we had Dr. Ed Gordon on, and he said the vaccine will be helpful uh, as long as people continue to follow the protocols. What do you see for the next uh, six months for Catholic schools here coming up?
2: Sure. Well, we certainly have a high degree of confidence that we'll be able to continue in-person learning. Uh, We did make a decision to move all of the Archdiocesan schools to virtual learning during the first two weeks of January. So we're entering week two of virtual learning. Uh, We did that simply because we wanted to give people a chance to travel over the holidays Mm -hmm. and return in time to quarantine. So in-person learning will resume next Tuesday after the Martin Luther King Day weekend. And so, um, you know, we're looking forward to continued momentum and success uh, in in in-person learning, and then certainly uh, we are in very close contact with the uh, health authorities about the vaccine. Um, Our employees, all of our employees, teachers, principals, support staff, are currently uh, listed in the 1B category, Mm -hmm. which means that they would be eligible to receive the vaccine after the Healthcare workers and first responders kind of the 1a of the top priority category oh, so we are uh we are hopeful that we can start uh getting access to the vaccines for our employees uh sometime in the you know in the next few weeks or months
1: how, how does it look for this coming year in terms of um the grammar schools and the catholic high schools in terms of people continuing to support catholic education
2: yeah so uh We are actually about to uh, launch our official recruitment season for our elementary schools.
1: Oh, okay. um, You
2: know, in the the midst of all the craziness, we do have Catholic Schools Week coming up at the end of this month. Catholic Schools Week begins the 31st of January and runs to February 6th, and that's kind of the start of the registration and re-registration process uh, for our elementary schools. And so we are we are planning uh, we are forging ahead, getting ready for next year. We hope that the pandemic will not be significant in the fall, um, but we will continue to adapt no matter what it looks like by then.
1: And Catholic Schools Week again is when
2: it is January the thirty first to February the sixth.
1: So if I'm in the par I'm, I'm in a parish, and it's Catholic Schools Week, and I have some younger kids, I'm thinking about. Um, registering at the school. How does that happen?
2: You should absolutely reach out to your pastor or your principal or go on to the school or parish website. All of our schools have active websites. Uh, if you are at a location where there's not a school or you just don't know kind of where to start, you can certainly go to the Archdiocesan website, archchicago.org, and if you click on schools. We have a school finder, so it's you know one of those things where you put in your address and it will identify a Catholic schools, elementary and high school that are near you, and then you can simply uh, click on the websites, look at what they have to offer, and uh, and make contact with them directly.
1: Great, and that's archchicago.org.
2: Correct. Great. That's right. And well, then click on schools.
1: Well, this is a great update. Uh, Dr. Jim, we're going to be taking a little break. WNDZ, 7.50 a.m. on your dial, Catholic Chicago. and we come back, you have some special guests that we're going to introduce, and we're going to talk about some wonderful things happening in our high schools and our grammar schools. We'll be back. Please stay tuned. WNDZ, 7.50 a.m., Catholic Chicago.
3: Our veterans have served our country, and it is our privilege to serve them. To learn more about Catholic Charities Veterans Services and the Veterans Computer Project, call 847-782-4219. That's 847-782-4219. On Friday, January 22nd at 12 o'clock p.m., the Archdiocesan Mass for Life will be live-streamed from Holy Name Cathedral. Celebrated by Bishop Kevin Birmingham, along with priests from across the Archdiocese of Chicago, who will be held on the anniversary of Roe vs. Wade and the eve of the final event of the March for Life Chicago tour. Please join us. The Mass will be live-streamed on the Archdiocesan YouTube channel. For more information and to register to attend, please visit RespectLifeChicago/events.
4: Throughout our nation and our world, people of all faiths have recently been joining fervently in all kinds of prayer. They have found that coming together in prayer is a source of comfort and strength. In this spirit of unity, the Archdiocese of Chicago has introduced a call to prayer, a telephone line dedicated to prayer. If you would like to join with another person in prayer, call 312-741-3388. This line is staffed from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. daily with parishioners from across the Archdiocese of Chicago. These volunteers are here to listen to you, offer support, and pray with you. A call to prayer includes a 24-hour voicemail and email options as well. Experience this wonderful opportunity to join with people just like you who trust in the power of prayer. That phone number again is 312-741-3388. Let's pray together today.
1: Catholic Chicago, WNDZ 750, I'm on your dial. Catholic Chicago, Mark Tracy, Executive Director, Holy Name Cathedral, sitting in um, for Father Greg Sakowitz, the Rector at Holy Name, who is recovering from hip surgery. Just so folks know, uh, Father Greg did call me uh, after the surgery from the recovery room uh, and let me know that the surgery was successful. He is now six feet, th- six feet three inches tall. And uh, <laughs> so I thought, I thought he never stops. That energy just keeps going. Anyway, we're here with Dr. Jim Riggs, superintendent of uh, our arts staff in uh, Chicago Catholic Schools. Uh, and you have some special guests you're going to introduce to us right now.
2: Absolutely. Happy to be with you, Mark, for this uh, socially distanced co-hosting duty mm-hmm. uh, for Catholic Schools today, this morning. Uh, So I I know, Mark, we were talking in the first segment about uh, all of the adjustments that our schools have had to make this year amidst the pandemic, and I've just been so impressed by how our schools have adapted by the uh, creativity and ingenuity that they have employed to continue in-person instruction and support uh, amidst COVID. And uh, we have uh, uh, some guests from one of our uh, Catholic high schools that I think really exemplify that creativity and ingenuity. Uh, So we're joined this morning by some folks from Carmel Catholic High School uh, in Mundelein. And in addition to supporting students uh, in person this year, Carmel Catholic has put together uh, some adapted plans for the celebration of Respect for Life Month. Uh, And as part of that, they are hosting something called Move the Movement. The Move the Movement will be a drive-in, socially distanced rally, which will feature inspiring speakers and an invigorating sense of community. Uh, so we're thrilled to have with us on the phone this morning, uh, Dr. Brad Bottom, who is the president of Carmel Catholic, uh, Father Christian Shu, who is the uh, school chaplain as well as associate pastor of St. Gilbert Parish in Gray's Lake, and also Mr. Brian Stiff, who is the chief enrollment and advancement officer. Uh, so Brad, Father Shu, Brian, are you with us this morning? Yes, we are.
0: Well, yes, good welcome. Thank you.
2: Welcome. Well, great to have you with us. Why don't we start with you, Brad? Tell us a little bit about Move the Movement.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, As, Jim, you you had indicated, and uh, Mark, uh, we're really excited to host the event this year um, on on Carmel's campus. And and what it will entail is uh, just a spirited movement uh, drive to support Right to Life um, where we will have a car rally. So much like you think of a drive-in theater, People will come into, in, into the campus on, on, in their cars and then have the opportunity to um, hear speakers, uh, obtain information, and really support one another in, in this important endeavor. So Carmel's really happy to, to support it. Um, we have the support from the seminary across the street, uh, USML, uh, St. Mary's of the Lakes, as well as the uh, City of Mundelein is helping us as well with some of the traffic control. But uh, we're really excited to host this event and uh, feel it's it's such an important, worthwhile cause.
1: Well, when I was at Mundelein, I was there for 15 years. We built the library, did a lot of stuff up there. That's beautiful. Father Christian was a seminarian up there, so he should be <laughs> very active in this event because he was a great, great organizer at the seminary. I was very always appreciative of the energy he put into anything he did so welcome christian good to good to hear you
5: thank you mark thanks for the uh in compliment uh, thank you very much
1: uh, what's your role
5: what's your role <laughs> oh, go ahead mark is?
1: i'm sorry i was just going to ask father christian what's your role in this whole event
5: yeah you know thanks again for having me and uh i am uh, very honored to also serve at uh, Carmel Catholic High School, in addition to being the associate pastor at uh, St. Gilbert, as you mentioned, Jim. And uh, I serve as a a part-time chaplain at uh, Carmel. And uh, as a chaplain, uh, my role focuses on three particular areas. And uh, the first is uh, being there to provide for the sacramental needs of our students. So providing the sacraments, also being a celebrant of Mass when we do have uh, Masses, uh, that are that are part of the our uh, school schedule, and then also uh, the ministry of presence, and that's something that uh, we think is very important, uh, especially as uh, as ministers to uh, make sure that we're there, we're visible, uh, we're, uh, we're uh, sidewalk people, if you will, that we're hands on, uh, as Pope Francis always emphasizes, uh, to be with the people, to journey with them, to accompany them, especially uh, in a spiritual life, on their journey of faith and. Uh, So that's another big component that I take uh, very seriously in in wanting to uh, be present uh, with our students in different ways, whether it's in the classrooms, uh, whether it's uh, outdoors uh, with the the basketball team uh, at conditioning, uh, whether it's uh, in in the uh, lunchroom, too. I find that's another great opportunity uh, during the lunch wave uh, just to walk around and Mm -hmm. uh, to talk with students to see how they're doing uh, and to be visible and present there. Um, so the Ministry of Presence. And then the third component that we focus on uh, in campus ministry, and particularly for me as chaplain, is uh, pastoral care and counseling. Uh, so I also have an office, and uh, if students would like to reach out or if they want to talk about something uh, that's on their mind or heart or have some questions about faith, religion, or prayer, I also make myself available for that. Uh, and, uh, and also as in that particular category, to be a part of the holistic uh, response team uh, in the event of emergencies, for instance. Uh, we would all work together and, and respond together as a team. Well, uh, thank you, Father. I, you know, I'm a
2: huge fan of having priests work in Catholic education, particularly at the high school level. Uh, not only do you bring your specific ministry uh, to the high schoolers, but you're such a wonderful witness mm-hmm. to them in their own spiritual formation. Uh, and many studies have shown that the best way to foster vocations uh, to the priesthood is to uh, have wonderful examples in the lives of young people amongst the priests. So we're, we're grateful for your service there at Carmel Catholic. And we need more like you. Yes, We need more I priests agree. serving in Catholic high schools. Mm-hmm. So uh, maybe staying with you, Father, for just a moment, you know, that, uh, back to uh, Move the Movement. Uh, so obviously this is in conjunction with uh, Right to Life Month. Uh, which is a very important time for us uh, as Catholics. Uh, tell us a little bit about why uh, the right for life is such uh, an important part of uh, your efforts there at Carmel Catholic in regards to religious formation.
5: Yes, you know, uh, one thing that we emphasize, too, just as uh, as you mentioned, uh, with the Catholic schools, uh, which is so important, we're able to tackle the social, the spiritual, and the moral all together, as we as we uh, give witness to the gospel, as we uh, share the gospel with others, uh, and the the message of God's love for all people. Um, and uh, so I, I remember too, uh, a lot of schools. I know we do at St. Gilbert School. <laughs> we have this nice plaque uh, that's by the uh, main office, and it says Christ is the reason for the school. Uh, so that's our focus, and of course, and uh, and in, the, in that holistic sense of of having the gospel be sown uh, in our curriculum and and all that we do. Uh, But certainly, too, as we uh, preach the gospel, as we give witness to that, uh, we emphasize how everybody is so special and important. Uh, Every person is made in the image and likeness of God, and we hear that uh, right off the bat from the first book of the Old Testament in Genesis, in the first chapter. Uh, We're all made in the image and likeness of God, and uh, there is an inherent dignity, of course, uh, of every single person, and, uh, and that's something that we feel sacred and cherish, to know that, that God has a great plan for everybody uh, and that God is calling us uh, to also help uh, realize uh, a new society of God uh, that really looks like uh, love, peace, and justice, and tenderness and compassion. Um, but we, we do, uh, we're very passionate then about uh, emphasizing that inherent dignity uh, and respect for all people.
1: Wonderful. We're going to take a little break, WNDZ, 7.50 a.m. on your dial, Catholic Chicago, and we'll continue our conversation with Dr. Brad, Father Christian, Brian from Carmel High School, a wonderful, wonderful high school that has a tremendous reputation in Lake County and around this archdiocese. We'll be back in a few minutes, and we'll continue our conversation with Dr. Jim Rigg. Please stay tuned, WNDZ, 7.50 a.m., Catholic Chicago.
4: There is so much waiting for you at Catholic Charities Senior Services. We offer programs and services to help make the most of every day. Friendships and fun are guaranteed at our drop-in senior centers. Our adult daycare centers offer enjoyment and greater supervision to seniors who need it while their caregivers get a break. Holy Family Villa provides a beautiful, safe environment for seniors looking for short- or long-term residential facility. And we offer assistance with senior benefits, care coordination, congregate and home delivered meals, hospital transition, and much more. For more than 100 years, we have accompanied seniors through every transition in their lives, and we are here for you now. Catholic Charities is a name and an agency you can trust. Call Senior Services today at 312-655-7700. That's 312-655-7700.
3: Can't take a bus to the Chicago or National March for Life this year? Not to worry, this year's activities will look a little different, but we will still be marching for the sanctity of life. In partnership with March for Life Chicago, we are bringing the pro-life movement on the road. On Sunday, January 17th, the pro-life movement will come to Mundelein with a drive-in socially distanced rally at Carmel High School, which will include inspiring speakers, Cardinal Blaise Cupich for one, For more information and to register, please visit marchforlifechicago.org slash tour. Can't wait to see you there.
4: Catholic Charities Divine Affair home tasting parties are going virtual. This year marks the 20th anniversary of Divine Affair, the elegant wine tasting event that benefits our self-sufficiency programs. Low-income single parents with dependent children are trying to break the cycle of welfare and poverty. Today, the need is greater than ever, as the COVID-19 pandemic has left thousands of newly struggling families in need of immediate assistance. You can easily coordinate a virtual wine tasting and help Catholic charities at the same time. Each guest will enjoy a sample wine kit that includes wine and a guide, all courtesy of Lewis Glenn's Wines. You can gather your friends and family for this fun event or incorporate a celebration for a birthday, anniversary, or engagement at the same time. To learn more about a virtual home-tasting party and how you and your guests can win fabulous raffle prizes, call today at 773-756-6937. That's 773-756-6937. Cheers!
1: NDZ 750 AM on your dial, Catholic Chicago. Mark Treacy here with Dr. Jim Rigg, Superintendent of Catholic Schools. Dr. Jim, let's move on with our conversation here with our friends, Dr. Brad, Father Christian, Brian from um, Carmel High School in Mundelein. I would hope, um, Brian, you're doing well, Chief Enrollment and Advancement Officer. How is it going uh, in Carmel in terms of, you're probably sick of the question, how are the numbers?
6: I'm I'm uh, I'm delighted. I, I love the question. Um, you know, we entered. You know, last last spring, uh, things changed in a way none of us had ever experienced before, and it was scary, yes, for everybody in so many different ways. And um, you know, um, Dr. Bonham from day one here at Carmel Catholic has given me um, high expect. He's he's he said some pretty big requests, but he's also supported me a great deal. Great. And, and he's allowed me to assemble a tremendous team to support the advancement of the mission of the high school through, through fundraising and obviously through enrollment. Um, I've spent most of my time here, 13 years, doing enrollment work. And so I've been through the, the recession back in 2008, um, challenging time, nothing compared to what we faced because not only were families facing an enormous amount of hardship – But you couldn't even get in contact with them. You couldn't sit down with them. You couldn't talk to them in person. You couldn't show them, you know, um, the difference of this school. You know, what's most compelling about Carmel Catholic and for a family to enroll their child here, it's not – you know, the statistics are are great. They're unbelievable, but that – if you rely solely on – statistics, ACT scores, college placement, scholarships, you're truly diminishing the value of Catholic education. It's everything that happens around that, providing the student, you know, the foundation of knowing who they are, what they stand for, what they believe. And so when they go off into college and experience that pseudo-independence, not only are they being successful in their classrooms, you know, in their their college coursework, but they're being successful in the remaining 80% of their time, um, in making good, sound, and right decisions, staying connected to their faith. Um, so coming into this year, we knew that uh, you know we were at a disadvantage. We weren't able to showcase our school the way we want to. When, the, when We're in a hybrid model, and so the students are in the building, but we can't take tours through the building. We don't have a shadow day program. We can't put on an enormous open house. So my team and I, uh, we put on about sixty mini programs this past fall, and we anticipate another sixty mini programs this coming spring, and um, and the, it was tremendously successful. Um, you know, on day one of the entrance exam, which was December fifth this past year, we were we were forty students over last year. Uh, on on Wonderful. March on March 13th, when when kind of the world froze and admissions aren't our, our total testers, we were sitting at 313, and as of today, already we're over we're over 330, almost a 340. So we're we're continuing to pad the distance over last year's numbers, which is just tremendous. So
2: I'm happy to talk about that all you'd like, <laughs> Doctor Jim. Well, and, uh, <laughs> and thank you, Brian. And in the meantime, I know there's a, a lot of other you know really exciting things happening at Carmel Catholic. Yeah. Uh, you know, above and beyond what's happening with the pandemic. Uh, and uh, Brad, uh, maybe for a few minutes, uh, talk to us a little bit about the uh, Advantage Carmel Initiative. I know that you've done some work on the Welcome Center there at the school. You have a new uh, strength and conditioning center, uh, some new um, kind of areas where you're displaying religious artwork. So tell us a little bit about some of the other improvements happening at Carmel right now.
0: Yeah, sure. Um, thanks, Jim. Uh, we put a lot of investment and a lot of time and energy, and we had a lot of support uh, from donors to really um, invest into our students and in, in providing a, a strong, very uh, holistic educational experience. So a lot of what Brian had said, and he does a tremendous job, but for us it's all about care and love for the individual student, that every student knows that they're valued and they're significant. And what we wanted to do is provide a learning environment and a culture and a feel within the school that where the student truly understands that uh, they're cared for and they're loved. So uh, the, one of the first things that we did is we took every classroom at, at Carmel Catholic. Instead of having it be in a classroom, we said, okay, we want to turn this into a, a very warm uh, learning environment. So we purchased all new uh classroom furniture in which they can move around and feel comfortable and, and have, have, you know, have that excitement, all these different colors. We, we carpeted, we, we added new paint, uh, incorporated technology. So we completely transformed um, what I would say almost like a very sterile classroom into a warm learning environment which would spur questions, allow field, students to feel comfortable, and get through all of that. Another big emphasis for us as well is, obviously, is the understanding and the knowing that Christ is at the center of our education and and why we stand for it. So we we put artifacts around the entire school and the community to help students understand and realize that they're not only within a school, but they're in a faith-filled environment in which Christ is at the center of our culture and, and what we're all about. So. Uh, various religious artifacts. We put a lot of investment into a warm environment, into a new welcome center, and and just uh, understanding in the field is that when they walk on campus and they see the statue of Our Lady of Mount Carmel, they see the statue of a welcome Jesus coming in, that they're in a they're in a place much more than just quote unquote a school, that they're in a, a true family, a community, in a faith filled area. Uh, another big investment as we did was. Uh, a brand-new fitness center for our students. You know, the students go through so much stress and so much anxiety, and we wanted to be a place in which they could, um, you know, learn some life skills. You know, whether they're an athlete or playing sports or not, uh, it was not important. It was most important to them for us is that students be allowed to work out physically, socialize after school or before school, and just understand that as well. And then some other things that we did, we put a... A ton of investment into a new engineering lab. Uh, a couple years ago, uh, we were honored with winning the world championship in our robotics program. Wow. Uh, and yeah, we won several state titles, but uh, these kids won the won the world championship. And um, so it it just brought a lot of uh, uh, attention to that program. So students have a true love for math and science and working with their hands. Uh, We put an investment into that as well. So um, we did a a lot, and the whole focus and the idea was, okay, we are going to invest in our students and provide them the best learning environment possible and and allow them to flourish and achieve their greatest potential. So that was the whole idea behind Advantage Carmel. And we were very fortunate to have a lot of our board uh, and donors support that. We put a lot of work into it. And uh, the school is just the physical structure and, the, and, the, and just the feel is just completely transformed. And we're pretty excited about it.
1: Well, what's your most urgent need right now?
0: Um, our most urgent need right now is, is what's most important for us is that if a family wants a Catholic education, finances would never be a deterrent. So what we've done is we've advocated a lot for our families to say, if you want a Christ-filled uh, Catholic education, regardless of your family income, regardless of your situation, we're going to do everything that we can to make it affordable for you, that that your son or daughter can go to Carmel Catholic, and and have a, a secondary, a high school secondary education, which is faith-filled. So scholarships and aid. There's so many people that are so generous with their with their time, with their with their treasure, and has given so much for our students that they can go to Carmel and they can't afford the tuition.
1: Wonderful. Dr. Jim, we have about a minute left. Any final questions? Yeah, I,
0: I'm, yeah
2: happy to. I, You know, I um, I think this is a great chance just to, um, to promote the school in general. Brian, are, are you still registering students for next year? And if so, if a family is interested in Carmel Catholic, uh, how should they get a hold of you?
6: Absolutely, great question. Thank you, Jim. We we are still registering students. We will continue, I'm sure, through the spring and into the summer. Um, all are welcome. Uh, if they have, if a family is listening, if parents are listening, and they have any questions, please give us a call. We're happy to help you in any way we can. Eight four seven three eight eight three four one eight. Again, eight four seven three eight eight. 3418. We've got three people in the admissions office, so we will pick up your calls, and we're happy to help.
1: And one and last... A, a, a website,
2: too, Brian, if you
6: want Sure, would. absolutely. www.carmelhs.org. Www.carmel,
1: and one last reminder about the Move the Movement event?
0: Yeah, absolutely. This Sunday, um, the website is available. Uh, we welcome you, all families to come and, and uh, drive in It's a it's socially distant, very safe. Uh, the Cardinal will be there, several guest speakers as well, and uh, obviously very excited about hosting the event on Sunday afternoon on the 17th.
1: Wonderful. Well, thank you, Dr. Brad Bonham, Father Christian Hsu, and Brian Stith from Carmel Catholic High School. A wonderful, wonderful mission, Catholic mission of education in the Lake County area. We'll be back in a few minutes with some more special guests, Dr. Jim Riggs, Superintendent of our Catholic schools here in Chicago, the Archdiocese, WNDZ, 7.50 a.m. on your dial. Catholic Chicago, please stay tuned. We'll be back in a few minutes.